Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Awesome. Good. Awesome. I figure we move everything outside. It's so nice. Yeah. That and uh, my son brought home some rhinovirus for me, which Why I don't. Not? I think that's just a cold. I'm not sure. It really is just. But a cold. I figured this way, it wouldn't. It's safe. Wouldn't kill you. Yes. Well, you know, and it is one time to spotlight that every once in a while my name is in lights. It's the first oh. time my name's been in lights. And so oh, you know, okay. Hey, why not? I feel fancy, yeah. yeah. I like I, that. I feel uptown. Uptown. Okay. That's fun. Um, you took a trip to Michigan? Good trip? Good trip. Good. We only lost our brakes. No problem. Oh. Yeah. Just hey. kept things exciting. I've got a would you rather question about breaks. Would you? I mean, it's going to be my my closer, but I think I we'll just I can probably answer it this way. All week. right. <laughs> would you rather have your car beep every time you press the brakes forever <laughs> or cut in front of every line that you're ever in and say I was here first? Uh, I think I'd rather the beep it's way too dangerous cutting line. <laughs> oh my goodness, we shot, saw it firsthand around Chicago. Oh, I imagine just like being in a line at like Disneyland or something. And just, right. I mean, you could probably get through a, most of the people that'd be like, oh, okay, sure, you know. But once you get to the people that have clearly been standing there for an hour, they they're going to be like, wouldn't you, wouldn't no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. There's something just not right about that. Yeah. The beep I can handle. What is that, though? Like, why is it, uh... Why is it why, not right? Why are we not like when people cut in lines? Do you let people cut in lines? Well, it depends on whether they are short and having a hard time standing or something like that. Then okay. Sure, absolutely. Or they're carrying a baby and I can stand longer than they can stand. Sure, yeah. Like sure. grocery line... You know, they got three. I've items, got a bunch got of stuff. 12. You've got like a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. What was happening when the different books of the Bible were written? So, it's like to kind of contextualize what I'm trying to get at is like. So currently here, where we are, we're concerned with like different sins, that are, I don't want to say more important, but we're concerned on you know, conquering different things that we we deem are a big deal we see a lot of this type of sin but like somewhere like over in haiti you know right they'd be thinking of something a little different you know like people stealing their stuff because you know of the big earthquake whereas here i mean i regularly leave my car or truck running when i park at a gas station or leave it unlocked i don't have any if you want to steal it go ahead i got enough stuff as it is and you get by with that in iowa but you go down in southern texas and other parts of the country there's actually walled and gated communities mm. because the values are different. I'm, I'm not saying that uh, it, it's just things will walk off. Yeah. So uh, you're talking about context of the Bible. Right. And uh, how the books were. So the culture around which the Bible's written is mainly that Jewish element that continues from the time it's formed in, in the Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, we go into those uh, first Samuel and then uh, it continues all the way to Revelation in one shape or another however as you move through the New Testament then you add the Greek and Roman element and so it is then looking at a little different culture that it's talking about uh, even so 
it seems like it continues to talk about sin being a separation from God, uh, getting in the way of the relationship of God. And uh, I have a friend who talks about the intimacy that it disrupts. And so I think you and I are brothers in Christ and, and we rub shoulders quite a bit. Anything that would get in the way of how you receive me and I receive you gets in, it disrupts our intimacy. It does, it messes up our relationship. Yeah. In the same way, I think we can see that those things that God abhors gets in the way of the relationship that we have with God. That's sin. I see. Okay. So there wasn't, I mean, I was kind of thinking about it. Like if I focused on like one of the, if I have like a favorite book of the Bible, and a lot of people do, you can see that sometimes it kind of hammers a certain topic a little bit. Like if you pick out, you know, a chapter of, I don't know, first Corinthians, I would say, um, you know, I mean, there might be some things there that are, are definitely sin things that, you know, drive a wedge between you and God, but you don't, if you are like, this is my guidance for my life or this thing, then it's a little different. But I just didn't know if you thought like at the time people were writing for the future or were they writing for what they were seeing as being a problem in the present? Or maybe God guided them to do it for, you know, eternity because... I really think you hit it there. You God, the last one, I thought, yeah, okay. God uh, guided the, the way the Bible's written so that it has application for all times. And what's interesting then, so you have a preacher like Paul, and he's writing to Corinthians... And they have a certain set of issues and they have a conflict going on. He writes into that conflict as well as he talks about human sexuality and marriage and celibacy and, and a whole host of issues that the Corinthians were dealing with. So we, we knew they were messed up. And uh, that same thing then we can take and say, okay, well, that speaks to me today, you know, in my marriage, in my singleness, mm-hmm. such and such, uh, a church conflict. And it speaks right into it. So it has present-day application, even though it's an ancient text by many standards. Yeah. And uh, I find it fascinating how well it speaks into the present. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's, there's probably some stuff in there that's like... Yeah, like, like, they're talking about plowing the land and stuff like that. I mean, that's completely foreign to me. Like, I don't... The only time I've seen any plowing happen on our farm was from a video from when Rob was, you know, six years old riding on the back of a tractor that was not supposed to be on, but... But he was anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. That's fun. Yeah. God yeah. bless him. Oh, yeah. He's a daredevil, you know. Yep. Um, did God make death? Death is a result of sin. I mean, Romans 6.23... All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Did God? I understand what you're saying. Right, and that's that. Would, you could go back to Genesis three, right? Because that's part of the the. Uh, but the fall. What I kind of uh, what I'm looking at, trying to pick your brain about, is like, did God make like viruses, illnesses, cancer? You know, we see those as bad things. Like, I could definitely see the like. I don't know. It sounds. It sounds a little more, but like the positive sides of cancer, especially now, because you can, I don't know, you get to say goodbye, yeah. I guess, but rather than a heart attack and just, 
Yeah. Which I mean, that's probably like the person who's dying, and that's that'd be the that'd be the way to go. Right. But I mean, maybe this is someone on the outside looking in. Is like, why would God make all these these things that are just so terrible, like letting us die and letting us suffer? Did God design it that way? It it is part of what we designed, really. I mean, in our sin, that is basically what we did. What's interesting to note is that in the Old Testament, and you go up to the time of the flood, people lived longer, considerably longer. And then as time went on, Noah lived after the flood, almost to the time of Abraham. When you start to think about Noah's years then, and how many people he could have talked to after the flood, then the pathology in the human genome of some reason changes and all of a sudden cuts down dramatically yeah. after the time of the flood. I have to think how much sin could somebody do in a thousand years? I mean Methuselah was nearly a thousand years old. He could have really cut a rug for a long time but uh, you know we know he was holy. His son may not have been Yeah. and then all of a sudden Noah turns out good. Right. How it's almost as if God has a little bit of grace by cutting down the amount of time we can mess up. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's one of those things that's like, uh, like I would tiptoe around saying that and definitely end it by being like, I don't know. I don't know. But well, I'm just, I, I'm just glad that I'm only responsible for the time I'm, I'm alive and, and I need to use it well and yeah. use it carefully and, and live it to the best. Yeah. Giving honor and glory to God. Yeah. Rather than, uh, Boy, I only got 85, 90 years. Hey. Yeah. I mean, it, God, not, I mean, did not create. Well, let me see. He did create death, or we created it as a part of our own sin. Because sin is death. But as far as the, like, mortal body dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see how just, like, you know, you wouldn't want, like, if you were given the option to know when you were going to die, would you do, I mean, would you do that? Oh. Boy. Well, I don't look forward to it. The process has me more upset than the result. There's a good chance that the answer you get off of that will be a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I still think life is a commodity that God allows us to be stewards of. Yeah. And so we need to do it well. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe in assisted death. No. That doesn't. That's not using that commodity well. I no. Think. I, I've gone back and forth with that one. Like, you know, I want people to be able to choose their own path, do their own things. I'm pro that. But I definitely see a lot of, like, negatives with that thing. Because then there's someone who's, that's their job. And they have to incentivize that. You know, can you think of the marketing? I don't even Would come from that? Ugh. I want to go back one step, though. Yeah. You know, we... We chose sin. Yes. Because uh, God said, if you eat of this fruit, you will die. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, God lays it out perfectly plain. And we messed up. Yeah. I mean, it could have been smart enough not to, to do that. Sure. So I, it, the, the blame doesn't go to God. God laid it out. Here's the rules. I only give you. This rule. I mean, yeah. really, at that time, there was only one rule. One rule. Don't eat of that tree. That's yep. all, the only rule. I mean, we have Ten Commandments now, and we got, we make 
several others in between. Uh, and it was just one rule, and we couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really stinks, doesn't it? It does. But doesn't that speak into our nature? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you tell us not to drive 75 down Highway 1... <laughs> Well, I try to do it. You, know? you seem like someone who drives the speed limit. Pretty much. Well, not exactly. But anyway. Unless I get it's from the point interstate. A to point B. Yeah. Yeah. I was always the like. I was told I could go this much over the speed limit. I one time I even got like stopped when I was in high school. Four of my friends in the car. Um, and I think they it was 55. It was on Highway 22, just past the high school. Um, and the cop pulled me over and I was going 69. He told me that and I was like, oh, well, my speedometer's off because I usually just set it like nine miles an hour over the speed limit. And he's like, that's still speeding. <laughs> and he left to go back to the car. My friends were just like, why would you tell him that you just intentionally always speed <laughs> by nine miles an hour? That was so, so honest, dumb. Alex. I know. That's what it was. Ah, that was so dumb. Yeah. You always speak the truth. Yeah. Well. Even when it hurts. Oh, man. I remember my wife says that uh, she, uh, she's like, let's say, and she's like, you know, at least you're always honest. I guess that's nice. <laughs> like, uh, that doesn't sound like a compliment. I'm kind of scared, you know? Um, it seemed it like you were kind of cheating off my sheet here a little bit because I was going to ask you why did people live so long back then? I think it was our genes. I mean, we were made in God's image. We were perfect back then. There wasn't the amount of viruses and things yeah. that, that we have as time went on. Plenty of social distancing. But it's interesting then if you note the numbers after the time of Noah, the numbers of a person's life just really fall dramatically. Mm -hmm. I mean, dramatically. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm back, I'm like all the way down to like maybe like a hundred years ago when you know your average lifespan was i mean 40 was a heck of an age to live to mm -hmm. and you throw in a bunch of wars into the wherever you are and then all of a sudden it's like 20. Yeah. it's crazy i think i was reading something it was it was they were talking about the uh average age and it was during like i think it was during the covid thing so they were talking about different places but i remember it was somewhere middle east I think it might have even been Afghanistan where, like, the average age of a person there was, like, 19. Really? Crazy. Well, and part of it is the way the numbers get skewed with mortality rate. Oh, yeah. I mean, our families, even Iowa families, used to be uh, larger because you at least wanted to have a few kids live to adulthood. Yeah. And uh, there were so many things that uh, children didn't live through yeah. back then. I know. And so that's part of that mortality rate that we don't think about anymore. Yeah. Can't imagine having like 10, 12 kids. I, I've always wanted to be a five kid person. And I know a lot of people have felt that way. And they're like, well, why did you end on two? And I'm like, ah, you'll find out. Yeah. You'll see. Just Education. wait. You'll see. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, Don, that's all I've got for today. I'll try to end it a little bit short since last time was so long, but... Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it scrolling behind us, the Harvest Blessing on the 12th, That's right. you want to come out for that, we're going to have combine out there, tractor, maybe a wagon, kiddie pool, fill it up with some corn for the kids to play in. I think we got some musical stuff, um, people from the church and right. 
and uh, food. And food. All we right. Have a meal at noon. Awesome. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Don. Thank you, Alex. Yep. Take care. Blessings.